I mean, I looked into it. I was just really interested in like bringing the concept to market and like making it happen. I just wanted to see what it would be like. And I made it and I started using it. And I was like, this is just obvious. In the back of your mind, your dreams should be real, right? Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'm your host, Jerome. I've got the pleasure of having Max with me today. Max, how are things where you are? All is awesome, man. We're super excited to be here. Beautiful Friday afternoon. What part of the country do you hail from? I'm right out of Philly. I live downtown Center City. So if anybody knows Philly, it's like I'm right around 3rd and South Street. Anybody that's been to Philly will probably have been to South Street. Nice, nice. And so if the listeners love what you have to say, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Very simple. It's Max, M-A-X, at triplebristle.com. You're welcome to Facebook me too. So that's, that's the best is Max at Triple Bristle. Got it. Got it. Got it. And so what's the triple bristle? So the triple bristle is a three-sided sonic vibration toothbrush. And we have uh, two patents on it. We have sold over 100,000 units. So we're like growing like crazy. People are adopting three-sided brushing all over the country and soon the world. And we're, we're kind of chugging along, you know, making sure that everybody hears about it and tries it and benefits from it. Got it. So... How do you fit in? Did you create the... the I'm the original founder. Yeah, I'm actually a dentist. Uh, I work as a dentist four days a week. I've been a dentist for like 10 years. And uh, before dentistry, I I actually had an online store uh, where I sold electric toothbrushes. And I sold like everything. Sonicare World B, weird ones that you would have never even heard of. Um, I just got really into online sales in like 2001. And then before I went to dental school, I I saw that there was like, some people had like this idea of a three-sided brush, but like it was really poorly done, like with plastic bristles, like it didn't make sense. So I reached out to a factory after I had graduated dental school. You know, I I was more and more impressed with the idea of three-sided brushing and having seen people all over the place and kind of seen the issues people have with like keeping up good oral hygiene. I was like, there's got to be a way to like, just, you know, import three-sided sonic brushes, but like no factory would take me on. And like, anytime I asked, they were just like, sorry, this is not in our realm. This is never going to get big. This is a waste of time. Like nobody had any idea how to do it and no factory wanted to even touch it. So I partnered with like a German engineer who was like, oh yeah, this is simple. Nice, cool guy still part of the company, still doing product development. And, uh, you know, long story short, we made a thousand of these units. I gave it out to my friends, my parents, my mom's gum disease, like miraculously went away. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. And, and at that point, um, 
I found a partner out of Tennessee who was like an amazing brand building marketing expert, ex PepsiCo executive. And he's kind of grown it to the point where we're now just like chugging along, selling like hundreds of thousands a month and hopefully more coming up. And it's been fun. I mean, we, we've, you learn a lot when you go to these numbers. I've never been there before. So it's been really fun. And we've learned that like special needs organizations fit particularly well with this. So now we have like a special needs product line that we're promoting to like ensure like safe brushing for caregivers of like special needs patients. So it's, it's been rewarding and fun and taken on a life of its own. All right. So that's kind of the end of the story. Let's go back to the beginning. How does one become interested in being a dentist? In addition to that, that's like weird. Yeah, it's atypical. Dentists are like a weird crowd. Like if you know a lot of dentists, they're not typically like into high risk invention stuff. So, I mean, I don't know really what drove me to it. It was, you know, what it was is like one thing led to another. And like now I'm like here. It wasn't, it was like almost not even planned, but you know, I, I enjoyed dentistry. Like I family, my family's been in dentistry. Like my, my grandma was an oral surgeon in Russia. <laughs> so like it just, you know, there was like a certain flow to it. The electric toothbrush, like it was like a cool hobby and I patented it and I felt like I was not able to sell it by myself. So I had to find like a team of people that would help me. And now I'm just like a small part of this thing, pretty much like doing product development and making sure we don't run out of money. <laughs> this is awesome, man. I, you're the first inventor dentist that I've met. So it's a family business. Well, the toothbrush is mine, but, but dentistry is in the family. Like my wife's a dentist. I'm a dentist. My brother's a periodontist. Did you always know that dentistry was in the future or working with teeth? No, no. In college, I just decided, like, because I was like, well, what am I going to do? Like, well, like, I don't know. So I might as well go the dental route. But once I did it, I, I you know, now I love it because I'm like a people person and dentistry is like, it's all people. Like, after a year or two, you can do all the procedures. It's the fun part of the job is like chatting with people and like getting to know them and stuff. And that's, that's what I'm all about. Okay. All right. So I always mess with my dentist and I say, I don't even know if you have teeth because they never take their mask off. Right. You're, and they tell me, you know, you got to floss, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, I think at one point along the way you said, Hey, the tool, our teeth are three dimensional, but the tools are flat. So it makes no sense. There had to be some type of epiphany or journey that you were like, wait, there, there's something here. And I, I got to tease it all out. So like, walk me down the evolution because that's the story that's super interesting for me. I mean, I looked into it. I was just really interested in like bringing the concept to market and like making it happen. I just wanted to see what it would be like. And I made it and I started using it. And I was like, this is just obvious. I mean, like it, it almost like made me angry that like there's no incentive structure for like the incumbents to create like a three-sided brush. Cause you know, you have to kind of retrain people to, to use something they've been using their whole life. So that's one of the big challenges is like, well, what, why are you reinventing the toothbrush? And it's like, when you dive into the evidence, it's, 
like if you use a regular brush, you're going to miss 30% of your tooth surfaces. You're like going to put yourself at risk for like gum disease and cavities. Not because you don't want to brush. Like, like when I see people in my dental office, like I know like people don't want to brush bad and have bad breath and have cavities and gum disease. I know they don't, but it's like, they have this like tool that like, you have to like put your hand this way and this way and this way. Like, and like most people just go into a trance, like do their brushing thing, taste the toothpaste and they're like, I'm done. You know? And, and, and most of the time, like they don't brush long enough and they, they will miss most of the spots in their mouth just by accident. So like, why not have a tool that just takes that out of the equation? Like it makes it perfect brushing, like automatic. And if you brush less long because it covers all three of your sides, like that's okay. Like it's like a real world toothbrush, like based on how people actually brush their teeth, like people can brush perfectly every single time. And that's really when people get it is like when they use it and they go to their dental hygienist and their dental hygienist is like, whatever you've been doing, like don't change it because your teeth and gums have never looked this good. So that's, uh, that's why like I'm pumped to, to keep going and like keep spreading the word because, you know, we're in like almost six, seven years. I don't make any income from it. You know, we're just in growth stage, which is like a challenging stage. And I, I don't mind, you know, because like at the end of the day, there's like a greater vision, like a greater purpose than myself. And, you know, if I change the oral hygiene habits in the country and then eventually the globe, like. That's a cool thing, I think, you know, make people's lives better. I think it's phenomenal because I think the health of your mouth makes a huge impact on everything else in your life, right? Yeah, that's more and more evidence coming out. Like gum disease is connected to everything. Like the inflammation from gum disease, it's like a slippery slope down like to terrible health. So you got to just keep that in check. You know, it's like incredibly important. Okay, so... Were you working on this from the beginning of your dental career or did you start a few years or months into it? What I did was I graduated dental school, started working. When you start, you're like a little slower because like, you know, you're just out. You don't have as many patients. And then I patented it. And then once that was done, I tried it out. I gave it to friends. And then once they liked it, I was like, well, I'm just going to go for it because, you know, there's like a sizable amount of effort and money that you have to put forth if you want to go to that, you know, next level of like manufacturing a thousand units. And you have no idea if these are going to sell. And I don't know, like, what if like everybody was like, this is stupid, (laughs) but, you know, it's it's worked out okay. But in the beginning, I was like kind of scared that uh, it was just an idea that I loved personally but wouldn't really translate into the market. Wow. So you did you start selling by yourself before your partner came into it? Or I tried, I tried. I, I opened the Shopify store. And when I was doing online sales in like 2001, I was like at the forefront. Like I was one of the first people to Google AdWords. And like, I really understood copywriting and like sales copy and like, I had like one of the best shopping carts and I I thought like I really knew what I was doing. And then 
by the time I was done um, dental school, it was like 2012, 13, when I started this, I opened up a Shopify store and I was like, I'm going to do the same stuff that I did in 2000. And I'm just going to sell this like crazy. And what ended up happening was I was like at a bachelor party in Chicago when I opened the site and like launched it. I had like a hundred units in a fulfillment center. And like I had five orders for the month. And they were all like guys I was at the bachelor party with because I was like so excited <laughs> and nobody else bought it because, you know, I was out of my league trying to like do online advertising in a completely new era that was like data driven and pixel. I was like, what's a pixel? Like it was so far beyond. So I had to meet and like establish a team of people that knew what they were doing. And that's, that's kind of what I did. My partner is like an older Pepsi exec who's built brands before. So, you know, when he was signing up, he knew how challenging this was going to be. I didn't, you know, I never thought I'd be like taking on investor money or anything like that, but he kind of had an idea. And, and now it's like a 16 person team. And like, we got a pretty crazy burn rate and we're, we're like living on the edge because we're like scaling and that, that brings its own set of challenges. So, I mean, at this point, I think you've decided that you're going to take this all the way to the end. Of- we're trying. I'm like, we're, we're, I'm too committed to, to back out now. It's just crazy. What's up, tribe? It's your host, Jerome. I just want to let you know that we put together a free 15-point checklist for exiting the matrix. Jump on over to dreamshouldbereal.com in order to pick your free copy up. Let's get back to the show. So when did you decide that you had to keep going. I call this the red pill moment. Probably after the first year of partnering with them, because we did like 220 in sales and we got started getting reviews. And I saw the impact it had on people's lives. Um, and there was this one review where like this, this one family posted how uh, they had a special needs daughter and that like brushing had always been a major challenge. And it's like a battle with fighting and screaming And then one day they like come home from work and they see their child like brushing her teeth just for fun. And then I was like, this is bigger than me. And I can't stop this because this is like legacy stuff. And and that's it. And the only thing that really keeps me going, like I said, is not the money. It's the social benefit that's happening because this, this thing is changing a lot of people's lives, people who like struggled for years for their whole life. And now they have a tool where like their, their confidence is back in their oral hygiene. So I'm, I'm on the site now and I'm looking at this thing. And so it looks like a whole lot to put in your mouth at one time. Is that an objection that you hear from the folks that are buying this or what's going on? So we, we educate the customer like crazy because obviously this is different and all the consumer stuff all the consumer research shows people are like, that's too big. But actually when you put it side by side with like a, a regular manual brush, like a regular world B crest, whatever, it's actually smaller lengthwise and width wise, it's like slightly bigger. And what people don't realize is like their cheeks are super flexible. And if you actually tilt your, your brush to the right, you're actually going to be taking up more space than this like small brush head on there. So once people try it, I'd say like there's a five-day learning curve. The initial few times, people will be like, it tickles or like the plastic hits your tooth or whatever. 
after like five days, people become almost experts at three-sided brushing. And then their gums stop bleeding and they kind of get that like fresh from the dentist feel every time they brush. That's when they kind of become, that's when the light bulb goes off. The initial reaction is like, you want me to put that where? <laughs> but, um, you know, you, it quickly becomes like second nature. But yeah, if you shoot me an email, I'll shoot over some product samples and you can try it yourself, you know, uh, then you can like speak to it. It's I'm all in on this thing. Yeah, shoot me an email. It's max at triple bristle. That's it. Perfect. You've got three different models, well, four different models. You got the original, the duo, Sonic Go, and the kids version. I think my kids would just trip out on this thing, man. They love Yeah, they'd love I'll send you some kids' bird brushes for sure. Yeah, man. I how many kids do you have? Two. Two girls. Me too. There's something great about being a dad, right? So you really touched my heart when you said, hey, there's a young lady who has special needs and she didn't enjoy brushing her teeth, but they gave her this and she was doing it for fun, right? Yeah, that's when it hit me. That's major. So you realized it was bigger than you. And so you kept going down the journey, putting more money into it, putting more time in it, not really getting anything back, but you were on a mission instead of having this kind of cool idea and being a disruptor and, and looking to make money, you found that you were being significant in, in your mission. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, and this is like something like when, whenever like I get a mentorship opportunity to like talk, talk to somebody, I always kind of give the same advice, which is whatever like you want to do, make sure you would do it for free because that's most likely the scenario like for years before like you really figure out a way to profit. And I, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy doing the business aspect. I enjoy meeting like some leaders and doing this stuff and like just chat, like even like this is like a perfect example. Like I'd never do this as a dentist, you know, but this is like a cool thing I'm doing because, you know, I'm the CEO of triple bristle. And so my advice is like, make sure you like really think through and would do whatever you're doing for free. Got it. And so, man, what's been your worst fear in the process? I mean, there's a, especially now, like there's a good amount of personal risk that comes at this stage of growth because you need like inventory capital, like three months in advance of when you're actually going to sell it, you know, with investment or like, if you take on debt, there's, there's, there's a certain level of like personal risk. I have like, I have like young kids, I have a family and, you know, you have to like justify to yourself why you're taking this risk. That that's been like the thing that's been on my mind personally. And you, you know, you just take calculated risks and you, you like envision the best case scenario for yourself and you just go for it. But definitely the, that's a big one, you know, putting my, my personal life and financial health in jeopardy for the greater good of humanity. <laughs> so Max, what are three smaller challenges that you've overcome along the way? Uh, logistics is a big one. We would like sell like crazy. We like hit a jackpot marketing thing. 
and like we'd sell out and we would like not even realize we're selling out until like weeks before and we were like well that was a you know big mistake <laughs> so uh we brought in a guy that um he was the postmaster for guam before he came to triple bristol which is sounds weird but it's like all the u.s packages that go to japan go through guam so you know for him scaling an operation like ours was like a joke but um he's been helpful because he'll be like guys we're really selling a lot of these like we should probably place the order now uh that was a big one and just handling like the ups and downs of retail because i'm in a service business like dentistry is fully serviced and with retail it's like some months are better than others sometimes marketing works sometimes it doesn't and being able to just like you know temper your expectations for the greater good so was there a point during this journey where you hit rock bottom and you just didn't know if you were going to be able to make it out? Uh, 2019, we did a big deal with HSN and like HSN just did not like put forth and like we're a new brand. Like they didn't put any resources into getting us there. And we were like really depending on like consistent HSN orders and that did not pan out. And then we had an affiliate at the end of 2018 that literally took us from like $80,000 a month to like 300,000, like overnight. And we were like, Oh my God, our business is like, it's new business. This is amazing. And then like, he lost like his ability to advertise on Facebook or something. Like, I don't know what it was, but you know, they just dropped us like overnight. So then we like, we went back down to like 90 after we just placed like a massive inventory order, assuming that, you know, this would have affiliate thing would have kept going and going, but it just made us realize like we have to control our own marketing destiny. So now we have like an in-house Facebook guy, an in-house Amazon guy, like everything is controlled by us. So like, there's no risk of like an affiliate, like changing their mind. And like going with somebody with bigger profit margins just because it's better for them. You know, we like controlling everything. Now it's definitely better than 2018, I would say. Wow. So did you dissolve that affiliate relationship? Because it sounds like they were crushing it. Well, no. I mean, it, it worked for a few months, but then they just like backed away without much, much warning. We also had a crazy experience. We had set up everything for a Kickstarter, like gotten a $5,000 video, like spent $15,000 just like amping up the project because for pre for Kickstarter, you have to do a pre-launch and all that. And then like the owner of the agency that was responsible for the launch, like died unexpectedly and he had no living will. So the company had to be like dissolved and everybody that was working on our campaign was like immediately fired. And it was just like very strange. And it didn't go forth, but, you know, we just kept with our main business. But those were two very disturbing <laughs> events, I would say. Just like, like things, like things you would never, ever, ever, ever expect, like, happen. You know, like this, like, 39-year-old CEO of, like, an amazing Kickstarter organization. Weird stuff happens. I mean, some of those places that you've taken me to, I, I, I don't know. I probably would have hung it up. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I know it's crazy. Like, yeah. 
be, but you keep fighting through. And so I think you've probably learned a lot about yourself along the way. Uh, what's the thing that you're most grateful for today? Uh, the relationships and the experience, um, for sure. What about the experience and the relationships do you appreciate? These are like, um, you know, when you work with somebody, and this is like a completely satellite team. Everybody's like from different, we, we have like a warehouse and like a customer service team in Tennessee, but, you know, most of the people are spread out all over the globe. And like, you just really like get to, we don't have really any turnover at all. Like everybody that's been working since 2016 is still working. It's like, there's a look like a deep bond you have when you like grow a company together. Um, and then you meet a lot of people along the way. And like some of the investors were really cool. And then they make intros and it's just, just like really awesome to meet like-minded people and then work towards a common goal. There's something like really enjoyable about that. And as you do it, you know, there's like things that you've never, like would have never experienced. Like for me, like pitching the business to investors is not something I would have ever done or ever thought about doing. And it's not something I ever imagined doing, but then like, I just, you know, I just did it and it was actually very fun. At the end of the day, you know, it's all about like the, you know, the, the cliche thing to say. It's, it's the, the journey, not the destination. But I would say that's true when you release your expectations at the end of the day. That's it. So, Max, you haven't completed this journey, but what's the next milestone? What are you most focused on catching next? I would say like market saturation, like this time next year, like this is the first time you've ever heard of Triple Brissa, like. This time next year, like you'll go over one of your relatives' houses, you'll like walk into their bathroom, and they'll have like a triple bristle. Uh, All right, Max. So, what are you most focused on accomplishing next? You're not done with this journey, but you're making great progress. So, what does it look like? Oh, I know we talked a little bit about market saturation, but let's build that up. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really where we're headed. I mean, I want people to like walk into randomly like their aunt's house and like walk into her bathroom and like there's a triple bristle on her, you know, right in her bathroom. It's like, what? So, I mean, that's the next step is to take the, the product from like being like a weird niche product to really going into like every house that we can for our target market in the U.S., Cause that's really where the power is like the word of mouth and people are like happy with it and building a big community. And then, you know, really developing the special needs portion of our business. That's the biggest on my mind. Like I meet with people every day from special needs organizations. So, you know, if anybody is part of something like that, you know, organizations that help special needs families, um, anybody that knows somebody where they need, um, help with oral hygiene training and whatnot at home. That's literally number one right now. So shoot me an email, Max at Triple Bristle. I'll send you freebies, you know, if, if, if the story is good and I, I think we can help. So those two things, um, really getting the numbers up so we can help the most amount of people uh, by creating awareness and making it easy. Got it. This is phenomenal. So we got two questions left, Max. The first one, what gift are you giving the world? The gift of beautiful oral health. 
I feel like you always knew you were going to be a dentist, man. This is just too easy. Maybe, maybe. I did. I mean, I grew up in the dental office. So, like, I would make, I had, like, when I was seven, I had, like, this other seven-year-old girlfriend. And, like, I would make her rings out of, like, the dental wax that they use for dentures. I would, like, make her, like, rings out of it. And I would, like, put, like, the ring itself would be, like, the pink wax. And then I'd make, like, green wax little diamonds on top. And I would, like, gift them to her. You know, and I did those in the dental office. So I, I hung around there my whole life. So it just, it just kind of flew in me in there. I never really, like, intended to do it. I was open-minded. But here I am. And then the final question, as we always wrap it up, is what's the one thing you want our listeners to take away from our conversation today? I want them to open their mind to the idea of three-sided brushing and give it a try. It's risk-free. You know, we're always like, if you don't love it, we'll give you your money back. But I want you to give it a try because I think it's really important to kind of give yourself the upper hand when it comes to like amazing teeth and gums. And I really believe um, anybody that tries it will really benefit. Man, this is phenomenal. By far, one of the most interesting interviews I've done far this far. Oh, really? I appreciate it. Yeah, I really like talking to you, man. You you have this like divine spirit feeling, you know, I like really feel like you're an amazing listener. Yeah, this is phenomenal. I got some folks I want to introduce you to. So I'm gonna start getting that going. And I believe that this can be like, you know, one of those Steve Jobs um, <laughs> ideas where, you know, there's one in every home. And like, I, I'm super excited to try it out. And I'd love to share it with other people after I get a good understanding of what it is, because, you know, I think some people take for granted having good oral health. And if you can make it easier for people to do that well, I think they're going to be more likely to do it. So bravo to you for taking on this, this challenging, challenging topic. And for some people who say, oh, this is just a luxury that you're dealing with, but I think it's a whole lot deeper than that. So thank you again. And we'll talk soon, man. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Pleasure pleasure meeting you. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.